0: Hey, this is Ed with the Rhythm and Shoes Band. Looking for the perfect gift this holiday season? Give the great taste of Hides of Liverpool. In a holiday time, tradition means everything, and Hides has been a Central New York tradition since 1917. Franks, Conies, Phillies, grilled cheese, and more. There's something for everyone. Now through December 31st, with every $25 in gift cards you purchase, you'll receive a $5 bonus gift card. So stop into Hides today for lunch, for dinner, and for a bonus gift card while they
1: last. 305 Oswego Street in Liverpool or visit HidesofLiverpool.com. Plus find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Deezer, and anywhere else you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. Do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Sharing all that stuff helps an awful, awful lot. You can get me all over the social media platforms. ML Sports takes nine-minute Video segments uh, with me, Mike Lindsley, on TikTok, on Twitter, on YouTube, IGTV, Facebook, you name it. I am everywhere, and of course, my Twitter handle is at Mike L Sports, and Instagram. Slide into the direct messages if you have a sports topic or comment on the podcast or videos as well. My Instagram is Mike L Sports nineteen seventy nine. Well, one of the things that I pride myself on here uh, with the ML Sports Platter and through the years doing radio. Uh, in Albany and Syracuse, on a national level, with Yahoo and of course the Associated Press and SB Nation, is getting the best possible guests on uh, the biggest names in sports: Bob Costas, Adrian Wojnarowski, Kel Ripken Jr. On and on it goes. And our next guest is right in that category. He had a tremendous NFL career. Uh, spent a little bit of time, you know, off season and practice squad uh, time early in his career with the Panthers and Ravens, and then uh, got into it full time with the Redskins, Cardinals, Raiders, and He spent four years with the Buffalo Bills and was a two-time Pro Bowler uh, during his career, a second-team All-Pro, played his college ball uh, at California, uh, and of course amassed a 470 uh, total tackle statistic, 33 sacks in his career, was everywhere, always around the ball. It is Buffalo Bills and NFL great Lorenzo Alexander. Zo, thanks for a few minutes, pal. Loved watching you.
0: No, I appreciate it. it was, you know, it's no better place to, to end my career in Buffalo. You know, Bill's life is all about family. And that's how I was treated. And so I'll be forever grateful for that city. And it will always be uh, a place I'll call uh, home.
1: So you're, you're a linebacker. And let's say that you are a linebacker on the opposing team. And you're watching, preparing for, spying Josh Allen. What do you see... Right now, in Josh Allen, how do you prepare for him? Where is he grown? Is is he? I mean, are are we here? Is he legit? Is this real now?
0: Yeah, I would definitely say it's legit, it's real. I mean, it's been a a uh, a maturation process really over the last three years, and he's even grown some. Additionally, I think in this season as well. And so it's not like it's he's just fresh on the scene or he just kind of came out of nowhere. It was incremental gains, I think, you know, really between those first two years and now just really having this confidence on high. It's just playing on another level. And so, how do you stop a guy that is just playing on another level? Uh, it's, it's really hard to. You can't really focus on, on him, per se. Yes, you want to be able to rush the passer, get to him, and hit him. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think where I would always focus when we play great quarterbacks, when you think about you know the Tom Brady's, the, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, you try to dominate the other matchups and try to prevent them from uh, creating the space or the opportunity for him to succeed. And so obviously quarterbacks get all the get all the headlines, but uh, they're very dependent on the guys around them. So beat their offensive lineup, take advantage of maybe a, a weakness there. And then number two, you know, the receivers, you know, what does that core group look like? The issue that makes that so hard is is because they have a very solid O-line. They've got guys back healthy are playing really well together. And then they have so many different weapons. And so it's really hard to say how do you stop them. You know, you obviously, they, they, they have their go-to guys. Um, right now, I think you try to take away uh, Beasley and, and, and Diggs, and then you live – what what anybody else does. But those two guys right now, the way they're playing, has really allowed Josh to play on another level. And he has kind of fell into his own as far as playing real, consistent, and within himself. And he's done a great job of uh, keeping his cool, his calm. Uh, I I think uh, probably early in his career, maybe even a little bit earlier this season, um, this kind of he gets out of himself at times. And this year he's worked on getting himself back in to be able to finish the game strong. And we just saw Monday night. Him play a, a complete game. It's, as far as having that, that coolness that you see Pat Mahomes or Russell Wilson have or Aaron Rodgers have when they're back there, where they almost feel like they don't get flustered. And even when they get hit, it's like, man, that ain't
1: I'm about to hit you for a 50-yard bomb the next play. <laughs> and so it's been really cool to kind of see him develop into
0: that uh, with his persona because we already know with his uh, his arm talent and his ability to run um, That he's going to give guys trouble that middle aspect is kind of that that last piece that he is starting to refine That's going to or that has allowed him to have six six I think 300 yard plus games this year and so how do you stop him? I say all that. How do you stop him? You beat the guys around him um, and impact him that way because it's really hard to just you know really focus on him too. So you have to focus on some of the other guys around
1: him so the word culture gets thrown around in the NFL, it seems like, every other 30 seconds, right? And so yeah. the Bills went from, you know, the drought to Brandon Bean, well, Sean McDermott, then Brandon Bean, great drafts, you know, locker room guys like yourself, Kyle Williams, Terod Taylor, Tyrod, when he was a Bill, but now he's Terod, right? So, um, yeah. but, but, you know, all of a sudden there's a different feel People want to go to Buffalo. Um, culture. It, how real is that word? You know, how, is is it is it a it's, big is it a big yeah. deal? It is. It's, a, it's significant. I mean, it's everything. I mean, ultimately, it leads to
0: winning, which is then attractive, and so people see the winning um, and the success, and then when you walk into a, the building, then you understand why why a team is winning, why a team is good, why people want to go there. Um and and it's and it, it can be different um, mm. in every place. you know, the culture in Buffalo is much different than the culture that you'll see in Pittsburgh or New England or Green Bay. Um, everybody has to establish their own way of of creating a winning environment and and it has to be genuine and, and reflective of who your head coach is. and I think really what their personality is, what are their beliefs, what are their, um, values because if it's not if it doesn't align with who they are and what they think, how things should go, it can it can come across as uh, fraudulent in a lot of ways, and it's and, and that is then it becomes harder to get guys to buy in because they are like you don't really believe this, you don't even act like this, so why why would I do this? Um, and so that's why you see it done different ways, different ways to skin a cat. You, you know, we can say, um, and you see different organizations thrive, but get a very different. Vibe if you walk into the locker room, you know. Sean is all about allowing you, allowing you to be the best version of yourself within a within in some you know
1: um, some borders. There's some borders that you have to color between, but you, you have a lot of freedom <laughs>
0: yeah. um, to be yourself within that. And then you may go to a place like uh, New England where you feel like it's just straight work. You know, it's you know we show up, do football, go home. Uh, where the Bills is more about relations and getting to know people, serving the community it it, it, is, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as it leads to winning and that is consistent and, and and that's what it's all about identifying that as a head coach um creating that that structure for it and then hopefully you have some players that can be the driver of that uh that culture that you decided you want to build your organization on and have hopefully some of your better players be the drivers because that's Uh, that only speeds up the process. And so I think that's where where you see some of these uh, teams that have been traditionally good around the league, and then you see some of these new teams that are coming back, like the Bills, like you see with the Dolphins, with Brian Flores, uh, like you see with the Tennessee Titans and Vrabel. They have great culture and identity as far as who they are, and they're implementing that day in and day out to the the quarterback, starting quarterback, all the way down to uh, the person working in the mailroom. You know, they all have to be in a
1: line and working together with the common, the common goal. So the Bills in the beginning of the year, they were obviously thriving offensively. And the defense was kind of, hey, where did that top three defense go? Where did the top five defense go, right? And then they kind of, they lost a couple of games, they come back, and that was when, you know, Allen went from the early MVP guy, which is what we do, water cooler, right, armchair quarterback, Monday morning quarterback, the mvp guy bills are for real and they lose a couple and eh, they're not you know you overreact you underreact it's the nfl yeah. and then they come back and win a bunch of games do the bills have a signature win they beat the rams they beat the raiders you know they beat the 49ers recently on monday night you talked about that statement win but when the defense has not been that great i've talked to a ton of people former athletes media people scouts and they're like they miss they miss Zoe. And, like, so I think that defense comes and goes in the league because it's an offensive league. I also I also think that when you do miss a piece, like you, not only a great player, all the intangibles, awesome tackler, leader on the field, you have to figure out a way to, like, maybe get a couple of guys in the draft to say, hey, if he does 50% and he does 50%, in other words, a Klein and an Epinesa or, Maybe Milano right. takes on twenty five percent more, and then you can kind of hide something because you're scoring fourteen more right. points a game because your offense is there. You you are hard Lorenzo Alexander to replace. Did you feel when the defense was struggling, or when it still does have bad moments, can't get off the field on third down, gets you know getting lit up in in the second half, having a bad third quarter? Do you right. sit there and go, they miss me? Do you ever say that to no, yourself? No,
0: no? I'm, not, I'm not, <laughs> not that prideful or or uh, that naive to think that it's all one guy. I mean, I, I mean, I think you do have guys that uh, have big personalities and, and have an energy that helps guys become a better version of themselves. And, and hopefully I was that because that's what my intention, my intention was when I was in that locker room trying to encourage and build up guys to maybe play bigger than where, the, where they thought they were at. And that's that's what leadership does, right? You identify those guys, sure. you try to talk to them and help them become better mm-hmm. and try to do do my part as well. Um, I would agree with you in the sense that I am a unique player as far as being able to play defensive tackle, being able to play defensive end, play the joker spinner, uh, <laughs> play off the you know play Mike, I could play real. I could do a lot of things to help maybe cover up some things. Yeah. And so when well, now you're in a year where you don't have an offseason, Um, You have COVID and you have guys missing and coming. You have to kind of mix, do a mixed bag, even though this team was an elite defense. I mean, there's several guys that are no longer on that team. Not that they didn't get other guys to come in there, but it's just different energies, different guys. You know, you're missing the Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, uh, you know, Star Lotelele, um, guys of that elk. And then you have guys that, you know, like a Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano dealing with injuries all year. It's, it's, hard, it's hard in this league to, to be good when you're healthy. And so when you have those changes in some of those guys not performing uh, up to expectations because of injury or because they can't be on the field because of COVID, you're going to have ebbs and flows. And that's why it's a team game. And, and luckily this year, the offense is the bell cow. Uh, but you can see here lately, this team is starting to find its own identity and starting to get some of that swagger and that uh, uh, I don't, killer instinct. Uh, back as far as the mentality they play with and having some of that dog and ruggedness to them as far as how they treat people, especially up front. I mean, I really like the way this defensive line is really starting to establish through the line of scrimmage. Um, it's allowing Tremaine Edmonds, obviously, to do his thing now that, that he's healthy. Big goal line stand last week. Um, and you see AJ Klein coming out. You know, he's had a, a ton of criticism. Um, and he has, these last couple of games, obviously he's balled out, become you know, player of the week, and to find his niche, get Matt Milano back. And so I think this defense is going to start carrying its own weight and getting back to their expectations prior to this season, um, just because they're healthy. Um, they have a lot of continuity now. Guys are figuring out who they are in the role of the scheme, which... Let's remember it took me a while to figure out too because I went from playing outside linebacker and getting 12-and-a-half to now playing off yeah. and having this kind of like, uh, um, you know, my I guess my going back to my roots as far as having this uh, uh, multi-positional uh, role where you're playing off, tackle, outside. Kind of how they're using the age. He's trying to figure out where he fits. And he, now he's figuring it out. Guys are figuring out what's expected of him. You have a, a Jerry Hughes stepping up. Um, and filling that void that, that you can say that I left and Kyle left. And, and so that's, that's what you have to do in order to be a, a, a perennial playoff team, which this organization is, is uh, a, uh, going through right now. Uh, and they haven't. And, and so this, I guess this is another challenge, right? You know, it's all about, OK, can we beat the teams that we're supposed to be? Can we beat the elite teams? Can we? Can we? Can somebody in our locker room stand up when we lose uh, a guy like Kyle Williams or then a Lorenzo? And then in a couple of years, it'll be a different name. You know, maybe it's I don't know, I don't want to put nobody out there, but you know, maybe it's a Micah Hyde or whoever, an older player that decides to retire or a free agency takes a guy away. Mm-hmm. When you look around the league and see guys that the Green Bay's, the the New England's, uh, the Pittsburghs, they continue are able to replace those guys with new leadership. And I think that's why, you know, seeing Brandon Bean getting extended, um, getting seeing Coach being extended is instrumental because they've been able to identify young, talented players that are not only great players, but also have great character and uh, uh, leadership ability. And, and it's going to take them time. You know, I, I see Deion Dawkins being that guy in, in, in the future as they develop. I, obviously, Josh Allen will continue to carry that role offensively. And you'll see other guys in that scheme that – um, may not be quite there yet but they're on the cusp of being that new leader where guys can galvanize around be the character or be the the carrier of the culture and the standard within the locker room the driver of of what coaches established and and that that's going to help and so i i can't i couldn't play forever Kyle couldn't play forever so it's gonna happen at some point and i think it gives people room to grow and sometimes it takes it's a process in, in growing into that role um, because it was hard for me to feel Kyle Williams shoes I mean hmm. 13 year you know all pro type of player uh, been in the organization all those years and, and yeah I'm coming behind him yes I'm. I'm i'm older than kyle yes i'm a little older so i was more ready for that but it still yeah. was hard because if you ever heard kyle williams give a speech oh. and then you have to go follow that up oh it's now i'm giving the speeches before the games <laughs> did you hear what kyle williams said man i mean he had me ready to run through walls yeah. i got to create that same type of atmosphere and so even for a guy like me that that was intimidating and i had to finally just say "Hey, i just got to do it my own way and and get guys going, and it came across as me and not me trying to be Kyle, and so it was more well-receptive. And so oh. guys have to figure that out, you know, and because, you know, I was one of those core guys, and maybe guys felt like, you know, can I replace though? Do I do it the same way? How do I do it my way? And that's a process, and I think that's what it took a little bit of playing with not having an offseason to kind of develop uh, like a Jerry Hughes finding his own voice in the way he wants to do it.
1: Hmm. Amazing, you're such an unbelievable interview. I, I have a few more for you. I think I've already kept you past what I told you I'd have you on for um, uh, with Lorenzo Alexander, NFL and Buffalo Bill's great. Um, and you're right. I mean with with so many factors, in the NFL, you know getting the playoffs is hard, winning a Super Bowl is hard. you think about quarterback, injuries, bad breaks, luck NFL draft, front office, all that stuff that goes into it. I have a trivia question for you, Lorenzo Alexander. how many teams do you think have not won a Super Bowl yet? Out of thirty-two, how many have not won one yet?
0: I Have not won one yet.
1: Ballpark, man. And, Hit me with a number.
0: Count, are you counting the the, the, the AFL?
1: So no, this is Super Bowl era only. Because because okay. because well, if we go into the Bills, I know the Bills don't have one for sure, right? Right, so So, you got to take out AFL and NFL championships, which means you know you take out the Browns, you take out the Bills. This is who you know Super Bowl era. Who's won a Super Bowl? How many teams have not won one in thirty-two out of out of thirty-two teams? Oh man, Uh, I don't know. Let's
0: say, let's say
1: thirteen. Wow, you're good. Twelve. okay. (laughs) Bills, Bills, you're good, man. Bills, Browns, Bengals, Titans, Texans, Jags, Chargers, Vikings, Lions, Falcons, Panthers, and Cardinals. And so, with that, my question is this. If the Bills, oh my gosh, were ever to win a Super Bowl, what happens to the city of Buffalo?
0: Ooh, it's going to be mayhem, I know that. I don't...
1: I mean, I mean it, is, is, is there, there any more labat blue to outside but, yeah. but then it's gonna be straight mayhem. Is is Blue gone, Lorenzo? Does Lebat Blue it? <laughs> <been>?
0: <laughs> well you know one thing about Bill's mafia, they're not gonna tear that down, they just don't have to have, have a great time. Right. And so hopefully it's not like with what, what the what the the Raiders fans did back in the day when uh, they went to the
1: Super Bowl. Yeah, gotta but, save a couple tables, right?
0: Right. It's gonna be a ton of tables broken. That's <laughs> that's probably what you see definitely, you know, kinda of just all over the place. <laughs> Um, but it'll be it'll be mayhem, and not only in Buffalo. I mean, oh. across the country. I mean, Bill's Mafia is everywhere. There's a huge Bill's dagger group here in in, in Arizona, uh, where I'm at. I mean, there's you know at least three to four hundred people um, that you know are Bill's Mafia through and through. And so it, it'll be mayhem everywhere. Every city would have to watch out because they would be in full effect as far as the table breaking, partying, just having a good time, and really letting people know uh, about Bill's Mafia culture.
1: Let's rip through a few to end it. Give me some guys you looked up to growing up, you know, some football idols. Did you have anybody, linebackers, or uh, um, anybody you, you, know, you loved?
0: You know, honestly, I didn't really have too many idols. I mean, I have guys that I really enjoyed watching play. Sure. I, mean, I love Deion Sanders and what he was able to do in the game. I just loved the guy that we well, tell you what he's about to do, and then go, go out there and ball out. I, I
1: was a huge 49er fan, so, you know, watching Jerry Rice. So 49ers? Growing up in Oakland, yeah, you are a 49er Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, you know, Oakland
0: was in L.A. when oh, I
1: was coming true. up. They wanted, yeah. yeah, when I first fell in love, and then they
0: came back in 95, and by that time, it was too late. But I really didn't have any idols, guys, I was just looking up to. I mean, my idol uh was, was my Uncle Steve. I mean, he was coaching me, and I mm. wanted to be him. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to... Be a good father, do things like that. But I never really had anybody that I just followed everywhere. But those were a couple of guys that were my favorite players and wanted to go out there and and, and ultimately one day be able to play and maybe impact the game like those guys
1: did. My closest friends, my dad, uh, my second cousin, his dad, um, they've been season ticket holders. The duties out in the Buffalo Batavia area for, I think, 22, 23 years. My best buddies, you know, going all the way back and all the rest. I mean, Lorenzo, so many people in my circle are diehard Bills fans. I, I mean, I, I and I got a tweet. I'll tweet you out and link all the. I mean, I have. I'm sitting here. I'm. I've got Bills helmets in my man cave. I've got a Bruce Smith bobblehead. Um, when you were a part of the drought breaking, and you saw what happened with the Andy Dalton play, and you guys, you know, finished nine and seven and all. I mean. I know it was just a playoff berth, and I know it was quick, but that that was a big deal, man. I mean, you were a part of that, right? So, like, w- yeah. did you feel that in your heart, like, man, we these people are like, we we just did something for these guys, for these fans, right? Yeah, I mean, because I mean, my my I mean, my buddies was, were losing, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was significant. I mean, you had people in, t- in tears around it. I mean, I, mean yeah. just, I just remember some of the video montages that I saw. <laughs> you know, getting off the plane. I don't. I can't remember. I mean. It, It might have been like 1 o'clock in the morning, it is snowing, cold, and you you couldn't even get out of the parking lot of the airport where we were at. I mean, that's just
1: how many fans were out there just, you know, so happy and cheering us on. Zoe, I uh, hit the floor. I hit the floor in in the house with my wife, who, by the way, doesn't love sports in general. She was a a (laughs) Yankee fan because of Derek Jeter, duh, Um, and then stopped baseball, doesn't watch college hoops or hockey or anything. We started dating. We've been married for four plus years, and she has become—I'm telling you—a a, a Bills. I mean, she loves the Bills. I mean, is obsessed with the Bills. Loves you, loves Kyle Williams, loves Josh Allen, loves everything about it. I hit the floor, and I was in tears. And, and I'm a member of the media. I'm trying to keep it a little, you know, a little objective here. I, I lost it, man, because this team, you know, Buffalo sports, Sabers, Bills—it's such a huge part of my life. In my right. childhood, I hit the floor, man. That drought-breaking was a big deal. You know what? Now the channels have to pick on somebody else, damn it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you see that. I mean, I notice that, uh, you know, as I'm an outsider now, like watching national media, I get a
0: chance to watch it more, just the, the perception that has changed about mm-hmm. Buffalo, the, the city, the culture, the people there. And I think one of the cool things about that team that, actually, and that did it, It was done with a whole bunch of blue-collar, you know, blue guys. It wasn't even just like this superstar team, even, you know, kind of what they have going on now. It was a whole bunch of guys that nobody really wanted coming together. No new head coach, young coach. Nobody thought we was going to do nothing, and we were able to overcome a lot of adversity and
1: make it in that year. Okay, one minute to go. What do you hope football fans, Bills, it could be anybody, but what do you hope football fans say? I mean, across the country, fan bases of the teams you've played for—maybe it's the Raiders, the Cardinals, the Redskins, um, Bills, Matthew. What do you? What do you hope they say about your career? Um, I mean,
0: I think the biggest thing is—is is that uh, he loved people. He cared about the community, and that it, it was always uh, bigger than the game. He was always worried about things much bigger than the game. Hmm. Um. Because football is one thing, but, you know, for me it was all about using it as a vehicle to help uh, people that didn't have a voice and, and serve the communities that similar to what I came from growing up. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the way I served is the way I played. You know, with my heart on my chest, uh, you know, loving the guys around me and did anything it took, you know, whether that was coming off the bench, you know, playing defensive tackle, playing guard, tight
1: end, you know, you name it. And, you know, obviously special teams. Uh, just was a selfless guy, you know, on and off the field. Can you plug your charities if you'd like, you know, where people can go to help donate and all that? Is that, is that something you'd like yeah. to do? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, i have my foundation, the Riz Alexander Aces Foundation, uh, doing a lot of good work, uh, predominantly in Oakland, but I've also done, done some things in
0: Buffalo, partnered with the Bell Center doing Christmas and, um, we'll be doing some things here in Phoenix as well. Cool. But like next year we primarily have something coming up where we're going to be offering a, a virtual op entrepreneurial uh, and policy uh, course to, to young people where we're going to you know take you know probably thirty to forty young people, teach them how to create and develop a business, and then how they can leverage that business into create policy changes within their community. Um, uh, for them. And so that's kind of like the next big thing on the docket that we're planning right now is a group out of Oakland called Hidden Genius. And because it's virtual, we'll be able to serve a couple of different uh, communities, right. uh, namely Oakland, Arizona, and Buffalo. And if people want to get involved as far as donating or want to contact me for more information, they can go to LorenzoAlexander.org
1: and, and uh, find us there. Awesome. I'll get that out my social media platforms as well. This has been amazing. I knew it would be Buffalo Bills and NFL great. Lorenzo Alexander also doing some great things with Del Reed and the folks over at Twenty Six Shirts. I have Del on a lot as well. Zo, yeah. you're you're incredible. Thank you so much, and and in two words, go Bills. And, and uh, thank you so much for doing this. You are a a tremendous dude, and uh, really had an unbelievable career. and And I miss you on the field, but uh, your post <laughs> your, your post your post career is 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 just as successful. And uh, you know, for, from everybody in the media, all the things that you do for us, all these interviews. Thank you a million. Really mean that.
0: I appreciate your brother um, anytime, and uh, as you said, go Bills.
1: I mean, <laughs> wow. ML Sports platter all over the major platforms. Please share, download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five star review. Thanks again to Buffalo Bills, great, NFL great. Lorenzo Alexander, make sure you donate to all of his charities. The ML Sports Platter is presented by Empower Federal Credit Union, Hides of Liverpool, Bryant Stratton College, and Stanley Law Offices. Log on to StanleyLawOffices.com. It's really simple. Just call Joe and find him all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Stanley Law Offices is a proud ML Sports Platter title sponsor. I'm Mike Lindsley, as I always tell you, enjoy the games.